And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Wheeland with Touch of God. And here's my wife, Catrice. Good day. And we continue the series called The Dwelling Place. The Dwelling Place. Jesus himself. Amen. And it's important that we take our time in this series to look in the Word of God and, and explain and talk about the verses that show us how important it is to know Jesus, to abide in him to be with him, to stay with him, and to not disregard him, to not just use him when we need something, but to have a relationship with him. And if we look at 1 John uh, chapter 2, starting in verse 3, and this is in the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible, it says, And this is how we may discern daily by experience that we are coming to know him, to perceive, recognize, understand, and become better acquainted with him. If we keep, bear in mind, observe, practice his teachings, precepts, commandments. So what is the answer there? How do we know that we're coming to know him? It is if we keep his teachings and commandments, precepts, bearing in mind and observing and practicing these things. Verse 4, whoever says, I know him, I perceive, recognize, understand, and am acquainted with him, but fails to keep and obey his commandments, teachings, is a liar, and the truth of the gospel is not in him. But he who keeps treasures his word, who bears in mind his precepts, who observes his message in its entirety, truly in him has the love of and for God been perfected completed, reached maturity. By this we may perceive, know, recognize, and be sure that we are in him. It says, verse 6, Whoever says he abides in him ought as a personal debt to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself. That, in verse 6, is how we perceive know, recognize, and be sure that we are in him, as it explains at the end of verse 5. So First John chapter 2, verses 3 to 6, and I encourage you to go over those verses over the coming weeks. Amen. But it's, it's so important that we abide in him, and we're spending much time on this topic, and it is the most important topic uh, that we could probably cover, our relationship with Jesus himself. So let me pass it over to Catrice. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. All right. We are um, in John 15, verse 5, of course. This week we're using Amplified Classic Version for all the scriptures that's being read to you. So again, that's Amplified Classic. It says in John 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. When we look at these verses and when it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Right there, it's denoting a relationship. Jesus is saying, I am the vine. As a matter of fact, as we go back in John 15, it starts off with, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. So we are understanding that there there is a relationship. And so when we look at 
what the vine is. We had discovered previously that the vine is an anchor um, a subs- of substance. It creates a foundation, a firm foundation. It supplies all the needs to to that entire branch, to that tree. It is rooted, it is grounded, um, bringing nutrients not just for now, but for current seasons. And when we look at the definition of what a branch is, it's a part of a tree which grows out from the trunk or from the bough, right? It's a limb, an arm, an offshoot, all right? So it's letting you know it's an extension of, it's an extension of the tree. It's an extension of the vine. We're offshoots of the vine. Jesus is the king of kings, right? So we are a part. He's in us. We're in him. He's dwelling in us. And then the verb for the branch, it just says, of a road or a path, divide into one or more subdivisions. Uh, And it's referring to things like a fork, right? A subdivision, a shoot off from, split off from, fan out from, okay? So it's branching out from our arm, even though our arm is branching out from our body and our hands are branching out from our arm, they're still connected. They depend on each other. They need each other. There's a relationship, right? The hand can't exist without the arm. The arm can't be there, you know, um, without that relationship supplying blood to uh, the body, supplying blood to that arm or that vessel. So we want to look at that. We want to look at that relationship. In John 15, after it says, you are the branches, it says, whoever lives in me and I in him. That's still referring back to the branches depending on the vine when it says whoever lives in me. So we want to look at what does it mean to be in Christ, to be in him? Well, it says in the definition, if we look at the strong concordance, it's G1722 to be in something. And in the Greek, it's G1877. To be in something is to be upon, among, before, in the presence of, in the sight of. It's a habit. It's being equipped with, furnished with. Okay? So we want to look at this definition. And then one of my favorite is to be possessed by. So whatever it is that you're in, you're being possessed by. It's like you're marinating in this. It's like when you when you cook something and you want it to take on the flavoring when you when you make a cake and you want it to be lemon and vanilla flavored you have to put those flavors in it then you let it bake by applying heat and the heat helps it to marinate to take on the taste of the lemon and the vanilla if you don't do that process if they're not in each other and they don't go through something so they're going through the fire together and when they come out the other side of the fire being together you can't tell where the cake begins and the lemon and the vanilla and because they have become one they're together they went through everything together they were not separate going through things um, but they are together and so we want to look at relationship like that with Christ that we are the branches and he is the vine and it's a relationship. 
When it talks about abide, it means to stay, to continue, to dwell, to lodge, to sojourn, to remain, to rest, to settle in, to last, to endure, to wait on. So we this is defining relationship with Christ. And in fact, in the Bible, if we look at Revelation 21 verse 3, it talks about a biblical relationship. It says, Then I heard a mighty voice from the heaven and from the throne, and I perceived its distinct words saying, See, the abode of God is with men, and he will live in camp, tent among them, and they shall be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God. When we have that relationship, God is personally with us. He's camping and camping with us so that we're he never leaves or forsake us right he stays with us and so this is what's happening when we're building that relationship when we're depending on the vine for sustenance as we go through everything in life okay what do you gain in a relationship when getting to know someone so there are benefits we have to look at what does it mean to be in a relationship with someone and what happens when you're not in a relationship with someone. When you're not in a relationship with someone, sometimes it's a little hard to just call upon them anytime that you need them. But when you stay and you remain in that relationship, you have an understanding and you even know when each other has a need, when each other, when you're going through something because you are a part of their lives. You're not not a part of their lives. You are a part of their lives. And when you are a part of someone's life, you know what's going on in their lives, right? So God knows what's going on in our lives when we're, we make him a part of our lives. He knows anyway, but he wants us to look for him, right? If we seek, we shall find, right? Knock and the door will be open. Ask and it will be given unto you. These are things that he wants us to do when we're having a relationship, One of the things that happens is when you have a relationship with a person, you become familiar with how they speak and what they speak. You begin to hear their voice and you begin to know them. In John 1 verse 1, in the beginning before all time was the word Christ and the word was with God and the word was God himself. So we're understanding in a relationship with God, God is the word. Him and the word are not separate because it says the word was God. So if we're in a relationship with God, we have to know the word because he is the word. That's a part of that relationship. And then it says in Romans 10 verse 17, verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So if we're looking at this, if we're wanting to have faith, we want to have it come by hearing and we need to hear the word of God, right? And so we need to have faith in the word of God as we look at this. We're having faith in what we're reading, which is the word of God. And when we read the word of God, our relationship is getting stronger because we're getting to know him. Same thing with any other relationship. When you get to know someone, if you start dating someone or your your heart is interested in someone, you do everything that you can possibly do to keep that relationship going, to keep 
the, the fire burning to keep it kindled. You want to know what they're doing. You want to know where they work. You want to know who their friends are. You want to meet their family. You want to know what they like. You want to know what they don't like. You want to know where they like to go. All of these things. Well, God wants the same thing from us. He wants us to be interested in him, right? He loves us. He sent his son here to die for us. So so clearly he loves us and wants us to keep that rekindled relationship with him. Also in having a relationship, you learn to trust that person after a while of learning who they are. In Proverbs 3, 5, 6, we see it says, show, so show you find favor good understanding and high esteem in the sight of or judgment of God and man lean on trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding in all your ways know recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight the plain your path and plan your paths so when we're dwelling in Christ, when we're remaining in him, we can rely upon him when we're trusting in him, when we have confidence in the Lord, when we have a relationship, we want to have confidence in each other. If I am with someone and I don't have confidence in them, I can't rely upon them. I don't trust them. We don't have a relationship because if I'm looking over my shoulder, that's not somebody who I feel comfortable being with if I if I don't have those attributes, if I'm not trusting on them, if I can't depend on them, I can't rely upon them. Usually, actually, if you have a job and those are some of the characteristics that some people bring to the job where they're not reliable, they're not showing up on time, you can't rely on them, you you can't trust them, even if they do say they're going to do something, uh, you cannot hold them accountable, maybe they don't show up, and the, this, this is not creating a good relationship. In a relationship, if God is your dwelling place and you're constantly coming back to him to dwell in him, you have to know that he's going to be there every single time, Right? And so this, this is what you want to have and God wants to have with you. And so if we don't have these things, then it makes it difficult to have a relationship when you can't acknowledge someone or you can't depend on them, you can't trust, you can't recognize, you can't know them, right? Then they can't direct you and you're not going to hear their voice when they direct you. Because it says in the Proverbs 3, Six, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plan your paths. So he wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. He wants to um, make our path straight. But in order to do that, in order for someone to direct you, there has to be a source of you hearing them, acknowledging that what they're saying is the truth, and then you carrying it out you walking in obedience according to what they say. And so this is just the beginning of having a relationship, right? Another thing that you learn when you in a relationship with someone, you learn the nature and characteristics of the person you are in a relationship with. It says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
So some of these things are establishing who who is Jesus? Who is God to you? What are some of the things that they stand for? In 1 John 1, 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So another thing that we hear about God is in him, there is no darkness. He is the light. So that's another thing that we can, we learn about someone when you're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship with another human being, we want to know what, what they believe in, what, what is it that they focus on? Is it a good solid foundation or is, are they changing their minds about different things or unstable in all of their ways every single day? We want to know these things about people. Another attribute about God in Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Amen. Another attribute in Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Amen to that. That's that's so nice that we can know God in this way. Amen. It says in Psalms 121 verse 3, He will not allow your foot to slip or to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand, the side not carrying a shield. So amen to that. So a relationship with God means that you're trusting in each other. In Hebrews 13, verse 5, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up, nor leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So, these are things that we're learning about the Lord, that he's never going to leave or forsake us. He's never going to not be there for us. And so we have to believe in God. We have to trust in what he's saying as we're coming to learn and to know him. Right? Amen. Amen, Catrice. I just want to touch on Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 21 to 23 and before i do i just want to touch on the point that just because god is all-knowing just because the father the son jesus and the holy spirit they know everything about everything there is nothing they don't know and there's nothing hidden to them that doesn't mean that they know you and i know that sounds odd because well why wouldn't they know you if they know everything but you have to have a relationship, someone like Katrice was saying earlier, for you to know them and for them to know you. And God is actually no different there, even though God is all-knowing. See, you can know that God exists and believe that Jesus died on the cross, but not get to know him in a relationship. 
And let's just look at this Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. He said, Jesus is saying, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we have not Have we not prophesied in your name, and driven out demons in your name, and done many mighty works in your name? Verse 23, And then I, Jesus is saying, And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Disregarding my commands. Acting wickedly, Don't think of it as all-out sin, uh, although it could be. But simply disregarding what Jesus has told us to do is acting wickedly and is not knowing the Lord. Because when you know the Lord, when you seek him with your heart and you you talk to him and you you seek him in that private room, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, when you get to know him, when you sense his presence when when you read his word and you feel like the lord's talking to you through his word or you hear that still small voice you are having conversation you're having communion with the lord and you're getting to know each other even though god's all knowing but now it's on an intimate level in a relationship then you would want to do what the Lord would would ask of you because you love the Lord you want to carry out his will because the person that you are married to or in a relationship with you have a desire to please them and to take care of whatever they want done uh, whether it's a situation in the world like the lost uh, the lost souls that need to be one to the Lord or praying for someone who is sick and in needing of divine health. These are just a couple of examples that the Lord would love for us and, he, and, he, and his commandments show in the Great Commission that we need to do for him. And we are more likely to desire to do those things when we have a relationship with the Lord and want to carry out and please him. And in, in that day, we are not likely to hear that Jesus never knew us and for us to depart from him because we have kept his commandments at that point. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. We all desire to have a relationship with God. That is the basis of our existence. If we are just moving towards him, he is everything, right? He's everything in our lives. And so right now we want God to be everything in your life. If you're seeking him, you will find him if you seek him with all of your heart. And so right now, I just want you to focus on making God your priority. Rekindle that relationship. Perhaps some of you didn't know how to have a relationship and didn't know uh, what you could do with, with God and how to pursue getting, having a stronger relationship with him. And so this is what we're all seeking. This is what we all want to find. And we need to have faith in the Lord. 
It says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So beloved, God wants to reward you for earnestly and diligently seeking him out. And it's never too late to do that. It's never too late to learn how to have a relationship with anyone. Maybe you just don't have good earthly relationships. And so you don't know how to have a relationship with an invisible God who loves you. But God is there, never leaving or forsaking you. He's removed the veil. He's moving towards you. He's always there. And beloved, all you have to do is find a quiet place and call out to him. Empty out your heart to him and ask him to answer you in a way that you understand. And he will reveal these things to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He's waiting and he's excited to speak to you and to take your burdens off of your shoulders. He wants to give you a good gift because he's a good father. So in these times, I want you to just meditate on how you can remain in Christ. And remember, you want to abide, dwell in him. You want him to be your anchor. And in order to do that, you have to have relationship. To constantly make him your dwelling place, you have to constantly be going back to him each and every day, every moment of the day, asking him about different things, asking for understanding, asking for help, a constant You want to constantly have a relationship because that's what a good relationship is. You don't want to use God as an ATM, wanting him to just turn on something when you need something. But in a relationship, you love on each other. You pour into each other. And God is waiting right now. For those of you who don't have a relationship with the Lord, I want you to know that this is very important. And remember, you don't want to come to the Father and have him say, I knew you not. Right now, take the time to have a relationship with the Lord. He won't let you down. Amen. And if you say, well, how do I start a relationship with the Lord? Revelations chapter 3 verse 20, it talks about Jesus knocking at the door and wanting the person inside to open the door so that he can come in and dine and eat with them. This translates to your heart. That door is your heart and you have control over who and what you allow into your heart. Amen. And so uh, what you can do is simply, very simply, It's not a specific order of words or anything like that, but just simply say, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to you and I invite you in. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me clean. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness as I confess my sins to you. Lord, come in and dwell with me. Change me. Lord, let me have and receive eternal life, that free gift from you, that I may not perish. But I also may come to know you, Lord, to know you through your word and to know you through an intimate relationship and and private time with you in my heart, not in my mind, but in my heart. And Lord Jesus, I pray this right now in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. 
And it could be something like that. But the essence is invite him into your heart and turn from sin. That means repenting and focus on Jesus, focus in his word and spend private time with him every day. Amen. And it is as simple as that. But the key is to be disciplined every day and continue to be disciplined and to focus on the Lord during your day and abide in him and he will abide in you. Amen. Live in him and he will live in you. And he loves you so much and he is not mad at you. We have all fallen short. Amen. And according to the word of God. But God is there. He has paid the precious price on the cross to, for us to be reconciled by his blood that was shed. We are able to be redeemed and reconciled back to God the Father by the Son Jesus. Through him is the only way back to God. And we can have that union restored once more. Amen. All right. If you'd like to get in touch with us for prayer, or if you have questions about salvation or anything we talked about today or in this series, then you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. You could also go on our website at tog.world, touchofgod.world. And until the same time next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.